Welcome to Benefits, What, Like It's Hard? The podcast that breaks down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits. Not only do we talk about what you should know about the benefits offered to you through your employer, but we also tackle topics on physical and financial wellness. I mean, come on, what more could you want from a podcast? Join me, Libby Allison, each week to hear from people just like you sharing their own experiences and experts giving us the inside scoop on the information we need to be successful. Hi, everyone. Today we have Nate with us on the podcast. He is an expert in Medicare. He's on our Medicare team at Haran. Hi, Nate. Hi, Libby. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about your background? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm account executive here at Haran, and my specialty is Medicare. So, um, yeah, I've been here about two years now. I've been in the industry a total of about 13. Okay. So I think the magic question is... What even is Medicare? Because I think for someone like me, I didn't even know what it was until I started working here. I mean, I did kind of, but I didn't know who was eligible or what it was for, things like that. So maybe we should just lay a baseline of what Medicare even is. Yeah. It gets confused with Medicaid a lot also. Yeah. I get that all the time. Yeah. So Medicaid is is strictly for low income of, of any age. Um, Medicare is just for basically three groups of individuals. Um, mostly we see it, it, it's for the first group of people, which is those who um, are eligible for Medicare based on their age. Uh, so people are first eligible when they turn 65. That's the first group and we see them the most often. Uh, second group are those actually of any age. So we have some clients that are actually in their 30s and 40s and 50s that are on Medicare. Um, because they're on Social Security disability. So if you're on disability for 24 months, you actually get on Medicare on your 25th month. Okay. Um, so it's not just for old, older, the older generation. It could have younger people on it as well. Okay. Um, then we have a third group. We really don't see that, but maybe a couple times a year. But um, this could be of any age as well. People who are um, on Medicare due to um, they, what they call end-stage renal disease, which is permanent kidney failure. Um, you get, you're eligible for it um, at like the fourth month of treatment. Okay. So I actually have a question. Mm-hmm. If someone, I think sometimes some people are eligible for Medicare because they start drawing Social Security early. Cur- uh, well. Or maybe not early, not but earlier than 65. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't, what happens is, so if someone starts collecting Social Security at 62, let's say. Uh, they get automatically enrolled in Medicare when they turn 65. Okay. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. But that's not because of a disability. Correct. Okay. Correct. You're allowed, the earliest you can take Social Security uh, in most cases is age 62. So some people decide to take it early. Okay. Um, They just get automatically enrolled in Medicare when they hit 65. So I feel like in my job, just in benefits, I get tons of questions about Medicare and I always just send them to your team. Yeah. So I'm curious, what is the most common question or questions asked? Uh, I'd say by far the number one question is when do I sign up? Um, You have a lot of people that are approaching age 65 and uh, they're getting bombarded in the mail with all this literature that says um, you better sign up or there's going to be a penalty. And then there, there's a bunch of advertisements on plans. Um, 
so people are it's kind of scare tactic almost all this literature they're getting and then they're talking to their friends and their friends are saying you should do this and you should do that um, so they're getting it from all angles um, and they're not really sure what to do so they call me and say I don't I don't know what to do everybody's telling me I need to do this and do that um, so they just they don't know when they should sign up so the number one question is when do you sign up so it's different for everybody it depends on their situation so you have people that right. um, if you have coverage through your employer um, or your spouse's employer then you actually don't have to sign up for Medicare at 65 you're allowed to uh, just stay on that employer plan and don't worry about Medicare until until you're ready to come off the plan I mean I have some people that retire at age 70 and they haven't they didn't start Medicare at 65 because they had employer coverage and that's okay you don't get penalized in that situation um, a lot of people don't realize that so they feel like they have to but some people don't okay I feel like there's also a lot of questions about health savings accounts and yeah. Medicare yeah. right yeah for sure yeah so that's a big thing so the, the number one rule when it comes to that is Medicare simply says that as soon as you enroll in Medicare, you can no longer put money into your health savings account, and your employer can't do it either. So a lot of people get the advice when they hit 65 um, that they should sign up for just Part A of Medicare. So Part A of Medicare, um, for most people, there's no monthly cost to have it. And if you have employer coverage, Part A will act as a secondary insurance plan to your employer plan for any hospital expenses. Um, so usually it's good advice. We, we give that advice to most people. Um, but we don't give that advice for people who are on a health savings account. So don't sign up for Medicare at all if you're on a health savings account. Because um, if you do, you kind of defeat the purpose of having a health savings account because you can't put money in it anymore. But so is there ever a reason or ever a situation where it would be better for someone to take the free supplemental Medicare A plan yeah. and just stop contributing to their yeah. HSA? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I have some people that uh, they say, you know what, I, I don't really put any money in that HSA. It's not really that important to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in that situation, I'd say, well, yeah, go ahead and sign up for A. Um, uh, I'd say most people find the HSA is very useful. Another reason is that some people work at companies where the company puts money in too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some. I've, I mean, it's a good amount of money that they're putting in, and they would lose that if they enrolled in in Part A. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's definitely every um, it, it's the the advice is it varies from person to person. There's not like a blanket answer for everybody. So it's yeah. really important that they talk to someone that that knows what they're talking about and ignore the stuff you get in the mail um, your friends advice while they have good intentions you know their situation might be completely different than yours so it's good to, to reach out to someone that knows what they're talking about yeah <laughs> you know? I think too from my perspective I'm thinking about all of the younger people that like at the age of 25 have the, have the opportunity to have a health savings account that the population who's turning 65 now didn't have the opportunity to do. Yeah. So it might, once we get to that point, like for me, once I get to that point, it might make sense if I have a lot of money in an HSA yeah. to at that point stop contributing also. Yeah, because you're, uh, 
Well, because when people who transition to Medicare, you can use the money in that HSA to pay for your Medicare premiums. So I've you know helped a few people who figured this out a while ago, and I mean I had this one lady she's she had like thirty thousand dollars in her HSA. Wow. And now when she gets the Medicare, she can use that money to pay for her Medicare premiums. So she's gonna she set herself up to you know pay for her premiums for the next you know many years yeah that's awesome um and that money you know it go it went in tax-free it comes out tax-free uh so there's you know you're basically paying your medicare premiums with tax-free money yeah so it's a, it was a great not everybody has the means to do that and right. you know some people have health conditions where they're constantly depleting that but if you can you know you want to try to build that up as as much as you can yeah i think that's a great because I've never thought of a health savings account that way. And we've talked a lot about health savings accounts on the podcast and how some people, there's options on what you can do with your health savings account. But people typically give the advice that if you can save in a health savings account, yeah. do it. Yeah. That if you have the means and you don't need to necessarily be on a PPO plan because you have whatever going on, right? then you should have a health savings account. So when you put it in perspective of Medicare, I think that that like that you can pay for Medicare premiums, that incentivizes the younger generation or should incentivize the younger generation to even more to be putting money into their HSA if they're not already doing it because it's one more savings vehicle for retirement. For sure. Um, You know, Social Social Security is a tough one too because that's, you know, I think the... um, the generation that's moving into Medicare now, kind of, I think not everyone, but I think there's a, a good amount of people that felt like that was going to be their retirement. That was going to, that's the money that they're going to, you know, they're kind of counting on that as, as their only income. Yeah. And you know, it, that's our generation. We cannot count Social Security as, as our sole income. I mean, we have to do a good job now of really saving and stashing away as, as much as we can and really rely on ourselves to to take care of that. Yeah. I think we talked about when we were um, kind of talking about... I'm going to go back a second. We've talked about previously the, some of the conversations that you've had with people who are going on to Medicare, and you have mentioned the difference in the conversation that you have between someone who has really saved for retirement yeah. and someone who hasn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, you never know, you know, what the, when I first meet someone, you never know what the story is going to be and yeah. what, what their situation's like to you really start having conversations with them. And um, over the years, I've, you, you definitely see a big difference in the people who um, are retiring uh, you know, the happiest ones I see are the ones who have taken care of themselves health-wise and have also done a great job of, of saving money. Not rich, I'm not talking rich, just comfortable where, you know, they've they've just done a good job of saving money. Yeah, of not stressed money. out not about stressed how out. they're going to pay for their insurance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and I've seen the opposite where, um, you know, they're, they're unhealthy, and sometimes that's not their fault. Sometimes it's a, right. you know, unfortunate diagnosis of something, but sometimes it is, you know, maybe a lifestyle um, that they never changed, and um, maybe they, you know, didn't do a, the, the best job saving up for money, and that's a stressful transition, right. you know. Um, 
So it mot motivates me to do a better job of taking care of myself and, you know, trying to make, make an extra effort to put money in savings and 401k and yeah. HSA and all that. I think so. if anyone that listens to this podcast takes one thing away, it's that you need to take care of yourself physically and mentally, and then you also need to be thinking about your future. Yeah. And that's, we have, I feel like, beat that down on every single podcast. So this is great to just reiterate it, yeah. how it can relate to Medicare also, yeah. not just your savings and not just how do you be healthy now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you, about planning for the future. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's hard to picture, you know, yourself 30 years from now or whatever, but <laughs> you know, when you, when you do get to that point, you know, you got to think what, what, what place do I want to be in? Mm -hmm. How do I want to feel? How do I, um, how do I want to be set up financially? You know, um, you know, it's not really something that, you know, 30 years from now, we're really, are we really doing this? Are we really planning <laughs> this far ahead? Or really have to think that far ahead? You I don't do. know what I'm, I don't I mean, know what I'm doing next week half the time. <laughs> so yeah. 30 years from now, that's that's. Uh, uh, but it is important for sure. Start doing that now. Yeah, I think too. I always just hear from like my parents or my grandparents. They're always just saying like life goes by so fast and all that, like stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna catch up with you so fast. So just start thinking about it now. Yeah. It versus does. I'll just take care of it later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sit down with so many people, they have their Medicare card in their hand, and they are in complete denial. They're like, there's, I can't believe I'm holding one of these, right? <laughs> I am not that old. I'm not an old person yet. And, uh, yeah, it does. I, so many people are just, they're, they just can't believe they've, they've reached that point. Uh, it does go by fast. Yeah. For sure. So let's talk about, to kind of bring this all full circle, let's talk about how Haran fits into all of this. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, one big part of Haran is, you know, we manage benefits, you know, for like 500 different companies. Um, so I help folks that are within those companies uh, that are looking to retire, transition from their work plan onto Medicare. Um, we also help anybody else. I mean, we're not just strictly here to help, you know, just our clients. We help anybody who needs help with Medicare whether they're a client or not. And um, on the Medicare side, we're, we're what they call uh, an independent broker. So we contract with about 10 different insurance companies. So when folks come to us and they need help, uh, we help those people basically comparison shop all those different companies and you know look up their medications and compare it to all these different companies and figure out you know which company best covers their list of medications. Um, and there are several products um, I mean, when you do an analysis, there's 26 different drug plans, and there's 46 different Medicare Advantage plans, and then there's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things to consider. Um, so we help basically comparison shop all those different companies and help people really truly figure out which one they should go with. Um, the best part about the whole thing is uh, there's no cost to get our help at all. So what's in it for us is uh, when we help people navigate all this and actually get enrolled into a plan, uh, that insurance company actually pays us a commission uh, for help. So it doesn't impact 
the plan cost doesn't impact benefits. I mean, literally, it's the same. You're going to pay the same rate whether you go through me or another broker or just call the company direct. Um, but you're able to get our help at, at no cost. Um, uh, I will say that another part of all this is, is um, you know, one concern at retirement is how much money can I live off of without running out of money? Yeah. I mean, that's really one of the number, really number one concern for people retiring is, all right, I got this stash of money. How much can I, how much can I make? So um, I partner really closely with a lot of our financial advisors. Uh, they're experts in social security. They're experts in, um, in managing people's money in retirement. So uh, we're a resource there as well. Okay, great. Anything else we should know about Medicare? No, I think that covers it. Uh, I mean, I, I do seminars. I do about 30 a year, and uh, there is a lot more detailed information, but I think today we've definitely covered the main main things to, uh, to think about right yeah, now. Yeah, those are the questions I usually get. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Nate. I enjoyed it. Thanks. So now it's time to break down the truths and misconceptions. Nate, what are the truths we learned from this? Plan ahead. So, you know, Medicare isn't free. Um, it, there's definitely um, definitely a number of costs associated with, with retirement when it comes to Medicare, so plan ahead. Uh, also, uh, once you if you have employer coverage, it's important to know that once you're on, if you enroll in Medicare, you can't contribute to your HSA, your health savings account. Okay, and what are the misconceptions we learned from this? Uh, that if you're under age 65, you actually could qualify for Medicare. It's not just for the older generation. So, um, you know, that, uh, that Medicare, you might qualify for Medicare if you're disabled or, you know, have a certain condition. Uh, I, one misconception that, uh, that I, I think comes out of this is that it's uh, a lot more complicated than, than people realize. It's not easy. Um, it's also not the same for everyone, so everyone's situation, it varies from person to person. So it, it's not just a blanket solution for everybody. There's different products and uh, different times to do, uh, to, to enroll in Medicare. So call Haran. Nothing we say in this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be construed as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. If there is any discrepancy between what we say and your plan document, your plan document will always prevail.
See See you next time. time.